You are listening to an Elam Christian Center podcast. We hope that you are inspired, encouraged, and empowered by the message you are about to hear. Come on, so exciting, so exciting. No mai kite fari karakia itaneata. Welcome to the House of Prayer this morning. This morning we begin a new series, uh, but I'd, I'd I don't know if I want to call it a new series as much as a uh, new commitment to a, a new passion and desire in our relationship with God. And we're talking about outpouring, the be- belief that God is going to pour out His Spirit. You know, we, we read in the, in the book of Joel and in Acts that in the last days God will pour out His Spirit, that old men will dream dreams, young men will dream, will have visions. And I really believe that God is wanting to pour His Spirit out into our lives. And uh, I, I just... I don't normally ask people or tell people what they should do, but whatever you've got planned for the rest of this month, if you can cancel it, can I suggest you do? Come on out. We're going to go two a days, all right? Come on, some of us, uh, when we're doing our workouts leading up to a competition, you've got to, got to do some two a days. We're going to do some two a days on Sundays from uh, in the morning and at night. Come on out. Basically, what I share in the morning, we're just going to be expanding into the evening. And uh, just believing for a greater, greater opportunity for ministry and prayer and believing for God to do some great things. Uh, I believe there's a shift that's taking place, not just in our own movement, but right across the nation. I'm talking with pastors in our own city that uh, they are in, in the middle of some incredible uh, moments of God. We've got, we've got a couple of uh, churches in the city that are completing building projects, uh, which is just so exciting to see new, new church facilities opening to reach more people for Jesus. And uh, you know, it's just amazing to see what God is doing. But right across the, the nation, I believe there is a, a move and a shift. Um, and, it's, and it's actually not necessarily a, a new thing, but it's an old thing. It's almost like God is wanting us to, to dig up the wells that still have the good water in them. And I just sense that that's what's taking place. And I want to share a little bit more of that tonight. But, but this morning, I, I, I just want to share that I, I, was a, I was a kid in the 80s. I grew up in the 80s. Mum and dad, they loved Jesus. And uh, that's all I've ever known. And that's my testimony. And I'm so thankful for that testimony. My testimony might be different to yours, but I'm so glad that, that my parents raised me in church. That I, I mean, we... You know, music practice would be happening. Mum and dad were involved in music practice, and, and my brother was trying to sleep, and, uh, and I was not letting him sleep. I was a two-year-old jumping on top of him, and he was, you know. But we just lived in church, you know. We, we loved being a part of what was happening. But I knew a lot about God, but I didn't necessarily know God. Didn't have that real relationship with him. But then as an 11-year-old, I went to a church camp. Come on, how many people remember the old church camp. Come on, these moments, these moments where something shifts and you've got time and space to just discover all that God's got for you. And I remember sitting three rows back as the band were playing More Love, More Power. <laughs> That's an oldie but a goodie. And as an 11-year-old kid, I just wept. I just wept and wept and wept. When all of a sudden this God I knew about became real to me. And all of a sudden I'm, I'm realizing that God loved me. Not just mum and dad's relationship. Not, not, a God, not a relationship with God through somebody else, but actually my own personal relationship. And I've never been the same since, truly. It wasn't long after that I got baptized and, and God called me and shifted even the direction of my life. I was, I was kind of ranked nationally in my football and... Um, was kind of heading down that pathway, and, 
and I still continued on with my football, but, but there was a shift that even took place in that moment where, where God was calling me to, to what I guess I'm doing now. And there was something that shifted. And amazing in the first service, as, as I shared this message, and I just kind of shared what was on my heart, uh, a young lady, maybe 13 years old, and she was walking out. I just we stopped and we chatted. And, and she said, I, I kind of just cried through your message this morning. And I said, well, you're just having your moment with God. You're just, making, you're just realizing now that God loves you. And this is your own relationship now. It was just amazing as God just poured out his love on her this morning. And I really believe that there is a return back to that love. I want to share tonight about a return back to our first love. But I'm talking about a love, not, not a wishy-washy love, not a love that the world would declare is all about feelings and its, its conditions and you do this and I'll do this. And we're talking about a love from a heavenly father that poured out everything for us. I'm talking about a love that, that got down got gritty and faced the greatest torture and punishment human being could ever experience and said, I love you this much. And Jesus stretched his hands out wide, said, this is what it's worth. Come on, I think I've got some fathers in the house today. You would do whatever it takes for your kids, right? Come on, I think there's mums out here that would fight off a grizzly bear for their kids. This is the love that God has for you and for me. And I truly believe that we are coming into a season where the outpouring of God's spirit, yes, there will be power. Yes, there will be signs and wonders. Yes, there will be miracles. But the, I believe that the, the outpouring that we will receive and, and receive it will be the love of God. Truly knowing that we are loved. That no matter what our sin is, no matter what, what we've gone on in our life, that we are accepted by a loving God. I want to share with you a, a, an amazing verse from, or passage of Scripture from the book of Ephesians. Paul was writing, the apostle was writing to the, the, the church in Ephesus. He was encouraging them. And often he'd say, I'm praying this prayer. This is the, the wording of my prayer for you. This is the prayer I'm praying when I'm getting before God. And this is the prayer I've been praying for, for my whanau here today. Over this last week. For this reason, ever since I heard about your faith in the Lord Jesus and your love for all God's people, I have not stopped giving thanks for you, remembering you in my prayers. I keep asking that the God of our Lord Jesus Christ, the glorious Father, may give you the spirit of wisdom and revelation so that you may know him better. I pray that the eyes of your heart may be enlightened in order that you may know the hope to which he has called you, the riches of his glorious inheritance in his holy people and his incomparably great power for us who believe. Would you pray with me this morning as we believe for, pray for a baptism, the Holy Spirit's love this morning. God, thank you for your incredible love that would say to me and, and others here today, even though your transgressions are great, even though your sin is great, I still love you. I still chose you. I still want relationship with you. God, I thank you for your love that is evident in the way that you treat humanity and you love humanity. And God, I pray that each person here today would not just know about you, but would truly know you, would experience and feel your love from the depth of our hearts inside of us. We would know that we are loved by God, the creator of the universe. 
Lord, reveal your love to us. We pray, baptize us in your love this morning. In Jesus' name, amen. Now, Paul wrote this letter to the, the church of Ephesus with an incredible emphasis on love. As you read through the, 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 the six chapters, you'll see an emphasis on love. It talks a lot about the, um, our relationship, walking, sitting, standing with God. But love is so, so much of the, the conversation. You can hear this description and, 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 and say, please, would you, you know, could you understand? I, hope, I pray that you would grasp how deep God's love is for you. And I, I believe God is wanting to set some people free. I, I think there's people that have got voices that continually speak to them saying, you're not worthy, you're not enough, you haven't got what it takes. Your failures, your sins, your past is disqualifying you. And I think these voices are loud. They're loud in our, in our ears and in our heart. And so often we, we, we push away the love that God wants to offer us because we are afraid that we're not good enough. Can I let you in on some news? We're not. But this is the power of God's love. Is he says, even though I know you're not, while we were still sinners, the Bible says in Romans, God demonstrated his love for us by giving Jesus as a sacrifice. That's the depth of God's love for us. Many of us, I believe, are being cheated out of a John 10.10 lifestyle. What's a John 10.10 lifestyle? Jesus said, I have come that you might have life and life to the fullness, an abundant life. The enemy, in the, in the meantime, he's saying, well, I've got another mission statement. His is to kill, kill, steal, and destroy. That's what the devil wants to do with your life, wants to rob you of the joy of your salvation. Yes, you've given your life to Christ. You've, you've had your sins forgiven, but you're not living and experiencing the fullness of life. A life that is fully in love and realizing and recognizing and accepting a love of a heavenly father. Just this week, we're going to be starting a new series called Freedom in Christ. Freedom in Christ. This is an opportunity for people, whether you are brand new to church, maybe you just even gave your life to Jesus even last week, or maybe you're kind of still kicking the tires going, I don't know about this faith thing, got a lot of questions. Can I encourage you to sign up for this Freedom in Christ? But I'll tell you what, there are people here that have been in church for decades, and there are things in your past that keep chasing you down. There's voices that keep calling you, keep dragging you, keep luring you back into old habits, old thoughts, old lifestyles, and God's saying, I, I want to bring freedom into your life. Can I encourage you? Sign up. Be a part of that group. Find some freedom in your life. To understand how much God loves us, I just want to share this, this amazing verse. 1 John 3, 1. See what great love the Father has lavished on us, that we would be called children of God. And that is what we are. The reason the world does not know us is that it did not know Him. Now, God pours out His love lavishly. Anyone ever been lavished upon before? You know, you just like... Like mind-blowing generosity just poured out. I've, I've had it just a couple of times in my life where I couldn't quite handle the generosity that was given to me. Almost like I was apologetic saying, this is too much. And that's just a tiny measure, a tiny glimpse of the love that God would lavish on us. Even as I say this, some of you, well, I'm not worthy. Yes, you are. You are worthy. 
This love is, is for you too. This is a love that God wants to lavish and pour out on his children. Like I said, I'd do anything for my kids, even when they mess up, even when they are disobedient, even when they fight with each other. My love for them doesn't grow less. My love for them is constant, and, it ch- and I chase them down. There'll, there'll be a day where they don't want a hug from me. I'm coming after them anyway. Come on, that's the love of a father that would lavish his kids. I believe the love that God has for us flows out of an abundant well. I believe God wants to fill us with his love. When we understand his love for us, things change. The lure of the past is no longer as attractive as it used to be. When we fully immerse ourselves in his love. And and, and please hear me, it's not about me doing more things in order to get this love. It's actually doing a whole lot less things, to be perfectly honest. It's actually when I come to this place and say, God, I'm fully surrendered to your love, whatever that looks like. Meaning I might even have to give up old ways of thinking about how I thought God loved me. And actually just open hands and being in his presence. And for some of us this coming week, it might be just finding some space somewhere, even for 10 minutes, just to simply sit in a chair with our arms open and say, God, how much do you love me? And then listen and experience his presence as he shows you his deep, deep love for you. See, when we know this love, when we understand this love, we change the way we see sin. See, sin often causes us to run and hide from God, doesn't it? Adam and Eve in the garden, where are you? Ask God, like he needed to ask the question. He's got a, like a GPS on us always. He knows our location. It wasn't a question of, I don't know where your physical location is. He was asking a question. Come on, where's your heart? Where's our relationship right now? Where are we? Where's our relationship? And I I believe God's asking that question of some of us today. Where are you? Where are you? Where's that love that we had? Where's that relationship that we had? Come back. Come back to me. Open your heart. And for some of us, it's just simply God, I receive. We had the privilege of, of praying with some of our young people uh, at, at the Unite uh, conference. Just, oh, wow, it was amazing. The, the worship team were just leading some worship, and we just invited some of the young people to come, come up. Seven different churches represented across our city. This young boy comes up, probably 14 years of age. I loved it because he looked me straight in the eye. I like it when young people look me in the eye. They're not embarrassed, not looking at their feet in shame. Actually, he looked me in the eye. And all I, all I could do was just say, God loves you. That's all I had. It was about the depth of my prayer. God loves you. God loves you. And in his eyes, I saw disbelief. I saw the sense of, I, I don't know if I can believe that. For the first probably two or three minutes of me praying for him, it was just like he was fighting this, this disbelief. And then something started to shift and change. Tears started forming. Lips started quivering. And God then just did what he does very best. 
And he just gave him a big love bomb. Right on him. This boy ends up speaking in tongues and, and his eyes are like, what is happening? <laughs> what is going on? And like this young girl this, this morning, she just had her encounter. She just had her moment with God. That's going to change her forever. All of a sudden, it's her faith. It's her relationship. And I'm not talking about having, just, just trying to get feelings, okay? Please hear me. There's, there is a depth that I'm talking about, a deep knowing that you are loved and accepted by God. And we have a world that is trying so desperately to work out who they are and who they belong to and what matters. I believe two things happen when we press in. Those that have never experienced God's love will know that God is real. Then there's those that once experienced his love, but for, for whatever reason, that love has grown cold. As the team come this morning, I, I believe that fear is no longer going to have a hold on our minds because perfect love, the Bible says, casts out all fear. When we receive and when we accept and when we know his love, that fear no longer has a hold of us. I, I think that the things that distracted us Anyone got things in their life that distract them from time with God? And, and, and some of these things aren't necessarily bad things, but, but they just take us away from that intimacy that we can have with God. I, I believe that those things no longer capture our attention when we truly understand how loved we are. Because it's like, you know what, I could choose that or this. That's been a massive thing God's doing in my life right now. Come on, Mike, what about those distractions? What about those things, even those good things? Come on. Let's get back to that relationship with God again. I believe that addictions that have gripped people, even for decades, thought patterns, habits, I believe when we truly receive God's love, those things just release their hold on us. God does the work himself. He just, it's released from your life. It doesn't even have to be a fight and a struggle when we know how much God loves us. But to see this outpouring, we have to have an infilling. You know, last, on Thursday night, we had our, our mega prayer night. Had a, a bunch of people gathered. I, I know a few of the faces here tonight. Uh, Hugh Stringleman, one of our uh, local leaders, he shared about a release of the gifts. And, and I don't, if you were there, you would have heard the passion as he just started declaring these gifts of God on our lives. And Sarah had this picture as she was leading the worship of, of it being Christmas morning. You know, come on. Kids are like, yes, it's Christmas. And what do you get at Christmas gifts and, and it was like Sarah she, she just got this impression this, this come on it's Christmas time and God wants to give you some gifts come on it's time to rip open some gifts uh, like, like Paul said to Timothy come on fan into flame the gift that you received through the laying on of hands and I, I believe there's some people here today you need to rip open some gifts they're there you just simply got to say yes God I want to step back into it again. Listen to this. I pray 
that out of his glorious riches, he may strengthen you with power through his spirit in your inner being. I pray that out of his glorious riches, that's unlimited resource and riches God would pour into us, that we will be strengthened with power through his spirit in our innermost being. When we have an external pressure that is greater than the internal pressure, we crumble. You take a submarine down into the depths of the ocean, the deeper it goes, the greater the pressure. If the pressure is not equalized from the inside, that submarine, even hundreds of millions of tons of steel just crumple under the pressure. Paul is saying, I know the pressure on the outside. I know that when you walk out through these doors, you're walking into secular workplaces. You're working, walking into a worldview that, that just does not accept God as the authority. The Bible, what is the Bible? Who cares about the Bible? We don't care what God has to say. We will live by our thoughts and our own feelings. This is, this is the pressure that we feel. But Paul said, I pray that out of his glorious riches, that we would be strengthened from our innermost being. So that the pressure inside, and it's the, it's the presence of God inside of us, would be greater than the pressure on the outside. This is the God who is all-powerful that says, greater is the one who is in me than the one that is in the world. Trouble is we leak as human beings, right? Sometimes we give out the love that's come in. We, 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 we give it to somebody else. So we need to be continually refilled. And so, so I believe in the season, it's not us doing more. It's us just simply finding this posture. God, I receive your love. And when God comes in his presence, he, he doesn't come in half measure. He comes with everything. Love, power, miracles, breakthrough. When, when God comes, everything is peace. His love, is joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, gentleness, faithfulness, and self-control. All of that comes with His presence. He doesn't say you get part of it, but not all of it. God wants to fill us with His love. As I've been praying this week, I, I, I had this picture of my generation. And some of you are here today, and we've, we've actually done some life together back as teenagers. We were on fire, and we had some moments where just God did some unbelievable things. And we were absolutely convinced that we were going to change the world. And then life happened. Kids came. Business. Work. We kind of hung in there. We stuck around. But let's be perfectly honest. Our love that we know and receive and experience from God is just going a little bit cold. I love a good fire. Anyone like a good fire? Come on, man, we love making fire, don't we? A sense of ooh, 
lighting the fire, getting the fire burning. Every now and then when I light a fire, it kind of stalls. It's like there's, there's embers there, but it's not blazing like you want it to. And there's, there's like this, this desire, it's like, wow, let's put more paper on and put more wood on and let's, let's get this fire blazing again. But sometimes it's actually not putting more on it. You know what the fire sometimes just needs? breath just needs the wind I think some of us just need the breath of God let's breathe upon us again when Ezekiel had this vision of the dry bones this valley of dry bones he saw the bones they came together and they I mean what a picture that would have been yeah broken bones all over the place coming together and tendons and ligaments and muscle coming together we look at it and we go, there is a perfectly formed human being. But it wasn't enough. See, we can be a bag of bones and flesh and have nothing in us because we don't have the breath of God. And then God says, prophesy to the bones. Speak to the bones. And maybe someone here today needs to speak prophetically over your own life again. Come on, dry bones. God, for every, every ember still glowing but not on fire. If that's you today, maybe with every head bowed, every eye closed, would you stand? If you can identify with this, Would you just lift your hands to heaven right now and receive the fresh wind of God? Breathe on us, Lord God. Holy fire of God, burn in this place. In our hearts today, that a pure fire would burn. God, we surrender and we trust that what you would burn off our lives needs to go. All the things that we're, we want to hold on to, God, we, we're actually just going to open our hands and say, God, burn it away. Lord, leave only what you would want us still to have. Fear. Disappointment. Even the sense that, God, you failed us. God, we surrender these things to you today and ask for your holy fire to burn within us. How great the Father's love for us, that he would lavish his love upon his children, that we would be called your children. Jesus. Could we all stand this morning, please? Just lift your hands to heaven. If you desire to know, to experience the fullness of God's love in your life, right where you are, why don't you just lift your hands to your heavenly Papa? So God, pour out your aroha. 
pour out your love over us today. There's a group of people here today. and Maybe you don't have a personal relationship with God. God loves you so much. He loved you so much that he gave his son Jesus to die on the cross so that you would have relationship with him. And today he offers that to you. Salvation, forgiveness for your sin, freedom from your past, and hope for your future. Today I want to pray a prayer for anybody here today saying, you know what, I have not given my life fully to God, surrender my life fully to God, and today I want to do that. Would you pray this prayer with me? Heavenly Father, thank you for your love for me. I want to receive it. Please forgive me for my sin that is separated from me from you. I turn from my old way of living and I choose to follow you. Holy Spirit, come. Fill my life with your love, your peace, and your power. I receive this gift today. In Jesus' name. If you prayed that prayer, in a moment when the band begins to play, would you do something bold and brave this morning? Because we want to celebrate with you. We want to get alongside you. If you prayed that for the very first time, would you get up out of your seat? Come to the front. I want to shake your hand. I want to say thank you. I want to celebrate with you. But also when we begin to, to play the song, I believe there's some people you need to put some action to this decision that you're making in your heart. Would you get up out of your seat too? Let's make this place an altar. What do you put on altars? Things that need to burn. Come on, there's some people that need to be lit alight. The flame of God, the fire of God, alive on and in them. That the pressure within, the presence of God within would be greater than that which is on the outside. We're going to sing of the goodness of God. Would you receive it today? And if you need a touch from God, if you need to receive the love of God this morning, don't delay. Don't stay in your seat. Get up out of your seat. Come here and give God some praise. And you watch what he will do as he sets your life on fire. God, thank you for your presence here this morning. We honor you. We give you praise and glory. And we give you our worship today wholeheartedly. In Jesus' name, amen. Thank you for listening to this Elam Christian Center podcast. Please subscribe to keep hearing more life-changing messages. For more information about our church, please visit www.elamchristiancenter.org.nz.